Hi, I'm Sarika. And I'm Keetana. And you're listening to the Dialogue Book Club. And today we have another Meg Cabot classic. We're talking about American Girl. Thank you. Sorry. It's <laughs> fine. <laughs> oh, God. Do you want to summarize? It's about a girl, a teenager who um, saves the president accidentally without really meaning to. From being assassinated. And in the process, her entire life changes. Uh, suddenly, she's popular now, obviously. Um, has fans, kind of falls in love with the president's son. And um, yes, I think that's pretty much it. That's pretty much it. The main conflict of the book is she falls in love with the president's son, but she doesn't realize because she thinks she's in love with her sister's boyfriend and husband since like the dawn of time or whatever. Um, yeah. So that's uh, but that's it that's, that's it. the conflict <laughs> this book was so much easier to summarize the plot is just so simple this is it this yeah. is the plot um, uh, no extended plot summary but I guess time. but I guess that's the point because it's a teenage drama so it's supposed to be just simple um, major conflict like you said is about a boy dude Twilight was a teenage drama where the major conflict was about a boy <laughs> Anyway, shall we begin? One thing that I, I really felt very strongly is that Sam is peak, not like other girls. Oh, by the way, the main character is called Sam. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> the, book is told, the book is told in first person through Sam's eyes. Um, the president's son that she falls in love with is called David. David. Uh, her sister, her sister is, the older sister is Lucy. Her sister's boyfriend What's is Jack. What's sister's name? Rebecca. Oh, yeah. And the president is nameless. Random president. The president is nameless. Which I think was a good choice. She's actually quite smart. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Very smart. Um, but no, Sam is peak, not like other girls. Peak. And I think... Oh, yeah. This and book was so published annoying. in... It really is. And I think this book was published in 2002. So this is peak, not like other girls era as well. It was so annoying. And so this um, all contributes to her, like, I'm on the fringes of society, I'm an outcast, and her pessimistic worldview. I think we'll get more into this later, but she has this view that she's different to her. Like, she dyes all her clothes black because she's in mourning for her generation. Like, that's her perspective. Um, <laughs> it's very, like, she does come from a wealthy family. She goes to a private school. And so it's all very well for her to be like, I'm on the fringes of society. I'm, I'm a troubled artist that no one understands. But ultimately, like, you're pretty fine. She thinks she's edgy. Um, and she wants to be that, you know, edgy, uh, dark teen who... Only wears um, black and graffitis her Doc Martens. <laughs> has very, like, um, what's it called? Like, interests that no one else has. Um, is good in art so she's one of those artist tropes also kind of yes. that. and I, this is one thing she feels like she connects with Jack on because Jack is also oh, an yeah, artist Jack is also jaded and Jack is very much like screw the system man and is very rebellious Ugh. he claims it's for a high purpose but it's really for the sake of being rebellious I actually found her very annoying as a main character um, <laughs> because she, she's so self-absorbed and so, you know, holier-than-thou attitude. She was really annoying in this book. She thinks she's the most important thing in the universe. She's very judgy because she doesn't understand, you know, 
I was thinking about this while I was reading the book. Um, she doesn't, for example, understand um, that her friend Kat, Kat? Catherine. Catherine wants to fit in with the crowd, mm. wants to socialize. She doesn't get it at all. She's like, why would you want to do that? You have me. Of course, she wants to fit in. She's a teenager. All teenagers want to fit in. And also, is it so wrong for her to have friends other than you? Exactly. And like, if you want to, even if you don't spend your daily life fitting in, quote unquote, fitting in, if you want to do it once in a while and attend a party, there's nothing wrong with that. Exactly. And Kat says also like, I just want people to see me as a human being, which is, why is that so wrong? Like, let her live her life, no? Ultimately, that's what fitting in means to her, right? Is that she just wants to be respected by everyone. And that means stuff like being respected enough to be invited to a party and treated like like, the basic decencies. And being wanted around, right? Yes. Like, actually wanting your company. And it's actually so important to have all of these even though it sounds stupid like oh I just want to be invited to parties it's a little bit bigger than that because it's genuinely people wanting your company actually you know um, and wanting to meet you see you of course it's all of that and that sense of acceptance is so important especially at that age um, when you are learning more about yourself and your identity it's very important to have people around to remind you that you are wanted in society. You add value to society. Yeah. And again, it's fine to try on different shoes once in a while to see yeah. how they fit. You, why do you have to stay in your box? The same thing with her wanting a boyfriend, right? Like, again, if Kat wants a boyfriend, wants to like experiment with things or actually want someone who can give her that care and attention one-on-one care and attention um then why not again like i think um sam's first reaction was what about heat ledger heat ledger oh yeah much older much older very very out of her league and now currently dead she brings up Heath Ledger because Catherine Heath had Ledger's like been the fantasy. Yeah. yeah, had sworn an undying love for Heath Ledger, but obviously it's a fantasy. And yet Sam is still comparing the possibility of having a real life boyfriend who can actually, you know, like you said, be attentive to your needs and whatever, and spend time with you versus a teenage fantasy of Heath Ledger. And it's just like, oh, but you said undying love. Like it's yeah. So these two things really put me off. Um, because my whole thing was just like. Poor Kath, she honestly just wants to exist and wants to try different things, wants to do other things, and her best friend is judging her for it. And in Catherine's case, she has enough of that because her par- she belongs to a very Christian household. Her parents force her to wear certain clothes to school, so she can't experiment with her clothes and her identity in that way. It's not that because she can't do that, therefore she's looking for other avenues, but it makes even more sense that she would look for other avenues. And if her parents are already on her case and being like, you can do X, Y, Z, you can't do X, Y, Z. Absolutely. Then it doesn't help. Like, it's really unnecessary for her best friend to also be that way. Yeah. So she's already got people at her home restricting her, um, giving her certain boundaries and guidelines for what she can and cannot do. And school friends are supposed to be that one safe space where you actually can try things, do things differently. So yeah, like you said, in school also, if you have someone telling you that, you know, you're not supposed to be this way, it's very off-putting. 
correct me if I'm wrong, but doesn't Catherine even say to Sam at one point that like you're not paying enough attention to me and you're just too wrapped up in yourself and your own problems? I want to say yes, but honestly, I don't know. I feel like if she does, then it'll be when she's trying to convince Sam to go. To- Basically, Sam was invited to this party by this uh, bitchy mean girl. Ah. And Sam doesn't want to go because she's like, bitchy mean girl's throwing the party. I don't want to go. Um, but Catherine, Catherine wants to go, but she can't go without Sam because Sam's the one who was invited because she saved the president's life. So Catherine otherwise has no claim to be there. Uh, which is why she needs Sam to go. So I think if she does give that speech to Sam, then it's when she's trying to convince her to go because she's like, I asked, I'm asking you to do one thing for me. And I think that's when she says that, like, I just want to be looked at as a human being for once. And I was just like, oh, my poor, like my heart was literally going out to Kath because honestly, I felt so bad for her. She really did not have it easy. No. I mean, Sam chose to dye all her clothes black to be in mourning for her generation she chooses her like punk DIY aesthetic Sam has a fair amount of agency that way like she's allowed to do things right exactly Catherine doesn't have that choice and she's forced to wear the clothes that she wears even when they're going to the party she has to borrow clothes from Sam's older sister Lucy because she doesn't have anything that's like suitable quote unquote Mm, exactly so it's very easy for Sam to sit on her soapbox and be like, I'm not going to Chris Parks' party because I don't like her values and whatever. But yes, her lived experience is different to Catherine. And then I think my final annoyance with uh, Sam is that she seems very anti-femininity. Yeah, it's not like other girls, right? Not like other girls. And this is a quote straight from the book. She thinks about something other than French manicures. That really pissed me off mm. because I'm like, what is so wrong with thinking about French manicures? Again, like if you want to take care of your nails and if you want to look good. I feel like a lot of her disdain for femininity comes from the fact that her older sister is very feminine and enjoys that. And then she gets mm. attention for it. Um, so I think Lucy is amazing. I think she's my favorite character. in the. Book. I want to come, come back to Lucy because yeah, we need to do her justice, but Lucy's really into that sort of stuff and then she gets attention for it from other people I think Sam's disdain for it comes from you know being a teenager being the middle child and just going through that phase of I'm rejecting anything like my siblings or anything that I have seen I get it I understand it I don't like it no I had a point to make there was a point to that I forgot it (laughs) did I make you forget it sorry you might have made me forget it I might have just forgotten it (laughs) while I was talking wow okay we're running on one brain cell yeah one shared brain cell I would say that sounds about right considering how long it took me just to say yeah and acknowledge that yes in fact it is one brain cell (laughs) but on that note of like understanding why Sam does what she does also uh, Sam and Lucy have a younger sister called Rebecca who's some brainiac kid, okay? It is very understandable that Sam feels like she gets lost among the three daughters, the three siblings. It feels very teenage. And I mean that in the sense that, like, (laughs) you read it. 
Listen, as in like, obviously the book is aimed at teenagers. So you read it as a teenager, you empathize with Sam and then you you grow out of it. And at some point in that world, Sam will grow out of it. Hopefully. You'd like to think. Um, you know what was so funny about Sam is when Rebecca says that Sam and David have prison and Sam is just like, <laughs> she's like that kid who's like, what did you call me? Stop saying that about me or I'll beat you up on the playground. But it's like, you don't even know what the word means, but because it's a word you don't know, you're just like, you, you take think that it's back. something bad. Yeah. <laughs> and she doesn't look it up for all her talk of being like knowledge, knowledgeable and woke, but she doesn't have a thing to look it up. She's just like, frisian. What is frisian? <laughs> and why do, why are you saying I have this thing with this person? Yeah. <laughs> it's so weird. We're talking about sound. We haven't even touched on like the art classes. Oh God. <laughs> So the whole the book starts with um, Sam being sent to art classes because her parents are like, you need an outlet. And that's where she meets David, although she doesn't know who he is. Thinks he's cute, but that's pretty much it. Yeah. And there's this sort of side plot where the art teacher, Susan Boone, is like this elder giving her a quest in a video game. And it's the one saying things, wise things, like the wise draw what things, you see. Not what you know. And then uh, Sam understands and manages to apply it in real life i just really like that entire thing of like paint what you see it felt very philosophical in that sense like you know not what you know um focus on what is present what is there at the moment and not just your skewed sense your twisted sense of what you think is true or what you think is right focus on ground reality it felt very like, come back, stay here, mm. be mindful. I think mindful is the best way to put it. Yeah. So I, I really liked that. I think I, I that stuck with me somehow. I mean, obviously the whole point is that it ties into the bigger theme of the book, but it's like, don't live your life on autopilot. Mm. You see something or don't see something. You can talk about it, don't in, but don't insert things where they don't belong. Yeah. And don't like, like I was saying, twist things and mm. fit them in, try to fit your understanding of things, you know. Uh, sometimes uh, what you think is not what you're seeing. Shall we move to Jack? Because, oh my God. Oh, Jack, where do we begin to talk about Jack? I have so much to say about him. It's not even funny. I don't think Sam does all of what she does because of Jack. I think because like that's still her, but I think uh, it's emphasized. There is there is some influence. Like, yeah, you can see that Jack's um, personality and uh, demeanor has some impact on her and how she thinks. Because of course now she's in love with this boy, apparently, and because she's in love with him, of course she feels like she has to be like him in a way or form. I think it's she's doing it to highlight that like oh we're meant together he's we're not meant to be yeah. me with Lucy because Lucy's so different from him whereas I'm similar to him and I get him and I the think it's quite tragic funny. artist type. yeah I think it's quite funny that there's more than one occasion where she'll parrot something that Jack said and then David's like you know that's just factually wrong right that doesn't make yeah. any sense I love it <laughs> I love it and then she's like oh I didn't even think of questioning it before <laughs> I think the one I loved the most was when David was like, wait, so 
Jack wants people to die because he protested against um, testing on animals. Like I know animal testing is wrong, um, but David made a good point that like you do realize the only reason humans are also able to still survive have medication is because they tested on animals, and I'm like shady but true. Yeah, I think he shot like the windows of a doctor's surgery with a BB gun or something. If I'm remembering that correctly. And it was his own dad's doctor surgery. And he claimed he was doing it because he was against testing medicine on animals, but really just feels more like a rebellion against your parent. Yeah. Terrible way to protest. Good cause. But um, following the format of All American Girl, I have a list of 10 reasons why Jack sucks. Oh, cool. Let's do this. Okay. So number then I think she usually starts the other way around, yeah. right? Like, yeah. Okay. Number 10. He thinks he's basically the best person all around. Yes. Number nine. Literally yelled at Sam. Yeah. Awful, horrible moment. I hated that for her. Yeah. Um, and that was honestly just one of the worst bits. Number eight. Treats women like crap. Yes. 100%. Including Lucy. Including his own, yeah, Lucy, his own girlfriend. Yeah. Um, number seven, he sounds super entitled and privileged. Number uh, six, rebels against things without full thought. Yes, which we've already Number seven. Today. Number. Wait, you just number said number five. six. <laughs> Sorry, number five. <laughs> um, in terrible ways, okay? Like breaking windows. Really? Um, number four undermines people quite a lot yes number three represents disinterest and disillusionment of teenagers as drinking and smoking oh in his paintings yes yes he does yes number two he thinks his art is great <laughs> well that's not a reason he sucks in and it of is itself. a reason he sucks see, I th- see the podcast is out no but the podcast is our art and i think it's great does that mean i suck no, but see, we're being, you want to say we're yes. still being objective. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, we try. We anyway. think it's great. We want to be objective about it. You know, people find it good. But also, um, we're here to give our opinions. So there's a limit how objective we can be. Exactly. Um, but then he genuinely thinks his art is the best, so much so that he thinks it should win the um, national competition. That, yeah. Yeah. Which uh, wasn't he wasn't even honest about. Hmm. So that's and why I he, said that's why I put it in the list. Yeah, fair. And also he was trying to influence the judge just because of personal connection. Yeah. And number one reason why I think Jack sucks, he's super clingy. He's really annoying. He's honestly just terrible. I and I had so many points that I was like, why not? I love it. I really love it. I mean, I think every chapter starts with a list of 10 reasons why xyz or whatever so this worked it's not every chapter every Every other other chapter chapter, yeah i was just thinking about the art competition and how horribly that played out um so at one point because sam has saved the president from being assassinated she becomes like a teen ambassador to the un or something and she has to judge this national competition to determine which painting from the u.s will hang in the un or some something some nonsense um and Jack enters the competition and 
he's just constantly needling Sam being like, but you're going to pick my painting, right? Have you seen my painting yet? Have you picked my painting yet? Tell me when I need to book the tickets to New York to go see my painting being exhibited. And like, he just, like Gideon, I was saying, he just automatically assumes that he's going to win because she knows him. He doesn't think that there's any chance he could lose. And then when he does lose, so the painting is uh, to paint what you see out of your window. It's literally called, like the competition is genuinely called From My Window. Yeah, uh, except Jack lies. And he paints one of those scenes of disillusioned teenagers drinking and smoking outside of 7-Eleven. And Sam, in the narration, says, I know for a fact that's not what he sees from his window. And he lives in this very, like, posh house and stuff. And that's not going to be his view. Uh, and then he gets upset when she's like, you didn't paint what you could see. You lied about it. And then he's like, so who cares? Art is art, blah, 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 blah. Starts screaming at her. He's like two years older than her. He's 18 and she's 16. And he's quite tall as well. She's like 5'2 and he's six foot or something. And he's properly yelling at her in the kitchen. No wonder she kind of cowers and is like, I don't know what to tell you. Can you imagine though, if he knew she had a crush on him when mm. he was trying to get her to pick his painting? Mm. Thankfully, she by then realizes that she doesn't like him. Well, you would hope that would put her off at least. Like, she already knew by then that she didn't like him. I think she had that. I don't remember how she had that epiphany. I don't know if you do. I think she Um, was upset that she'd pissed off David and then realized that she didn't care about pissing off Jack. Yeah. And after that, I think when she does realize and then she's upset and then. she finally, basically because she's already disengaged from Jack, she has that courage to be like, yeah, so not picking you. Don't care what you think. But yeah, you know the point that I made, you know the point that I made about um, him representing disillusionment as drinking and smoking in his artwork? That's something that, again, really really annoyed me because I'm like why does this show disinterest or disillusionment I don't get it like according to you Jack why is this supposed to be disillusionment you know what I think it was actually a good writing choice because see Jack's whole like shtick is that he's rebellious and artistic and whatever right but I didn't realize this when I was younger but like he also comes from a very privileged family because his dad's a doctor, owns his own clinic or whatever. Um, he lives in this big fancy house. They are members of a country club. So all of Jack's ranting about the man falls a little bit short, a little bit flat even, because he's not in any real danger. Like his parents are trying to get him into the top colleges, right? He talks big game, but that's it. No, it's the all bark, yeah. no bite. Yeah, because there's nothing to back him up. There's no life experience. And he doesn't actually care, no. Um, yeah. He just says these things because he thinks they sound cool, rebellious. Um, they go with his image, but that's it. I don't think he actually cares. So him representing the disillusioned youth as drinking and smoking and being into drugs and that kind of thing. Uh, uh, what's, what's it called when you just hang out someplace? You just... Loitering. Loitering. Um, <laughs> one brain cell, people. One brain cell. <laughs> it makes sense because it's a caricature of what being a disillusioned youth is. And 
he doesn't have any real experience with it so it makes sense that he would rely on caricatures to get his point across like unlike the girl who actually won the painting uh competition right who yeah. painted with the immigrant uh children she painted borders. yeah someone trying to cross the american border and then they were being chased by border patrol feels very topical i have to say reading that bit very it of really our time did. like yeah um and it felt very the more things change the more they stay the same yeah mayor was really ahead of her time with that cabot yeah you said mayor like so used to apparently my one the one brain cell we were sharing was with sarika at that time when i said <laughs> cabot was really ahead of her time yeah or just that problem hasn't changed and everyone talked about it in 2016 like it was a new thing but really it was just Speaking of that, because you brought it up, I think the way Cabot has included the central idea of what America was supposed to be about so flawlessly in this book. Yeah, talk to me about it because I didn't get any points on that. So tell me, share your thoughts. Okay. Um, so for example, that the importance that she placed on free speech, um, democracy, and how vital it is to have that sense of free speech. because david keeps stressing that like you have free speech you can do shit you know um you have the capacity for it as a person who votes as a person who isn't like directly under the president you have all the rights to say whatever you'd like mm. and i loved that amount of democracy it just was very visible and even though she had to get it done in a twisted way she still got her point across and there's also that thing of like representing what america is including that there are issues going on you know yeah. um and that america isn't perfect exactly so that's what i liked about this book a lot like that that thing of having the ability to disagree with authority figures having the ability to not like policies of the government and say something about it uh protest all of these things like i i really liked all of that i didn't think about all that but that is, those are good points for our final topic for this book let's talk about the best character best girl lucy lucy <laughs> honestly lucy is great girl. i love her i love at the end she stands up for sam and is like he yelled at you of course i'm going to dump him Duh! Obviously, you're more important no to me than a boyfriend. No one talks to my sister like that. It was so good. I was like, "Yes, go, Lucy." And she just talks about it like, obviously, because it should be obvious. Yeah. So Lucy's honestly such a good character. I found this one particular quote um, that I think sums up Lucy really well. So it's at the beginning where Sam has saved the president from assassination, but she's had to spend the night in hospital because she broke her arm in the process of her wrist or something. Obviously, all the news outlets have been putting out the story that oh, the president was almost assassinated, but he was saved by this high schooler. But the photo that they're showing on the news is her ugly school ID picture, and instead, Lucy gives them a different picture, and she says, "I was all dudes. She is way more attractive than that." And I tried to give them the photo <laughs> that Grandma took at Christmas, and. Basically, she does her sister a favor and gives the press a cute picture. What I love about Lucy is that she does all of this in a very matter-of-fact way, and it's a very matter-of-fact fact. She says in a very matter-of-fact way that like <laughs> you look ugly in the picture that they're showing on TV. I gave them a better picture. There's no mincing her words. There's no like yeah. 
yeah, sure, you look pretty in any picture. It's like, no, you didn't. That picture was no. not showing at your best. I did you a favor. Calm down. And immediately I love how she, I think right after that, she starts getting into big on, like full on makeover mode. Oh, She's I like, that. yeah, no, sorry. <laughs> you're going, you're meeting the press. You are not meeting them like this. Because she makes a good point that Sam cannot meet, uh, cannot do a press conference wearing all black. Exactly. For one. But, She's going to um, look like one, yeah. As she puts it, a Satan worshipper. And also as... I um, was just going to say that, even though I didn't remember that that's what she said, I was going to say that she would look like that. Your one brain so cell remembered it from your subconscious. But um, yeah. I mean, Sam also says, it was good to know that however much some things might change, one thing at least always remained the same. My sister Lucy. Lucy's great. Uh, we love Lucy. And she's unapologetic about her appreciation for the feminine. And I like that about her. Me too. Uh, she feels more modern in that sense than Sam does. This was this is a nice chill book. Yeah, this book was fairly easy to talk about. It was easy, so easy to read. Like it was. got over so quickly. Um, before I knew it, it was done. But yeah, so in case you did read the book with us and you have other thoughts that we haven't spoken about forgot to include um, or you want to add something to something we said please feel free to reach out to us please get in touch on instagram at dial up book club uh it's linked in the show notes as always and we would love to hear from you yes we didn't i don't think we had majorly controversial opinions this time around our next episode we'll be reading the sequel to this book which is called all american girl ready or not Bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> thanks for listening. I like you just were like, thanks for listening, and then you left. You're like Speedy Gonzalez. Andre, Andre, Eva. This concludes our broadcast day.